0: You're listening to the Phillies Nation Podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com.
1: What's going on, everybody? You're listening to the Phillies Nation Podcast. We're here with another bonus episode. I am Ty Daubert. This time, uh, Johnny, he is not with us. Johnny had some things to do, and we couldn't get our schedules to match up for this bonus episode. So... For today, I have Brandon Apter, also of Phillies Nation, with me here today. Brandon, what's going on? Hey, man.
0: Uh, appreciate you having me on here. Excited to talk some really breaking Phillies news.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, that that Phillies news that you just mentioned, um, Phil Goslin has re-signed with the Phillies on a minor league deal. He, uh, According to Jim Salisbury of NBC Sports Philly, They gave him an invite to spring training, so we're going to hop right into this, uh, like Brandon said, this really big breaking news, as we always do on these bonus episodes. So, Brandon, why don't you give me your first reaction to this move that the Phillies have made bringing Goslin back?
0: Yeah, well, I, I think it's good because they don't really have a whole lot of infield depth, especially on the bench, aside from like a guy like uh, Josh Harrison, who you guys potted about a few weeks ago. Um, but I think it's good. Not only is it a guy that's familiar with the organization, he's from the area and uh, fared pretty well in pinch-hitting opportunities, and he can play a lot of different positions. Uh, you know, he hit over three 10 and in triple a and and hit 262 and pinch hitting opportunities with with the Phillies so I think uh considering the moves that they've made so far with Wheeler and Gregorius the bench is is one area I think people have forgotten about so um getting a guy like Goslin who's comfortable in triple a comfortable coming up to the big league team and has that ability Uh, kind of like Kingery to play a lot of positions, obviously not as good as Scott Kingery, but I think he provides them a nice versatile option off the bench, uh, and with minor league depth too.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. I think this is a move similar to Josh Harrison. They're kind of getting some guys that can play a few different positions. Uh, honestly, I think that the final roster spot could come down to Josh Harrison and Phil Goslin, depending on how the rest of this offseason works out and spring training, obviously. But I think it's a it's a good move. Like you said, Goslin fared well as a pinch hitter last season. Some like Johnny Heller of this podcast, uh, some would call him the right handed Greg Dobbs. I I personally oh, wouldn't, but you know, some some would.
0: Love myself some Greg Dobbs and man. Uh, there's nothing more, I'm sure that than Phillies fans want than a uh, battle for the final bench spot between Phil Goslin and Josh Harrison uh, in spring training. It's really all we could ever ask for to look forward to.
1: Yeah, exactly. But like you said, people they've forgot about the bench a little bit, but the you know, the past few seasons, they have not had a strong bench, I think during the season last year. They tried to help improve it. They traded for Jay Bruce, who would have been a good bench piece if, you know, not for the fact that he had to start for a lot of the year because of McCutcheon going down. They traded for Brad Miller, which turned out to be a very good move for the Phillies. I wrote about that. And they had
0: Dickerson, too. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I, I wrote about Miller actually today, so go check that out, about whether they could bring him back as another Bench option and like you said, Corey Dickerson, he helped bolster the team and improved their bench depth a little bit more. So I, I, you know, this move very, very little risk and it it could be it could be another good move. Pinch hitting is that kind of weird thing where you know maybe nobody really is a good pinch hitter uh, because you know one season somebody can be so good at it. You look at Nick Williams a couple years ago compared to. To last year he was so good at it in 2018 had a lot of big pinch hits and then this past season I know he didn't get a bunch of opportunities for the Phillies but what he did get he was not very good so maybe pinch hitting is more of a sample size thing than yeah. anything but you know it, it's better that he has had some success doing it than if he were just not good at it at all I'd say
0: yeah uh I mean, I like the Goslin addition. I'm kind of familiar, other than his time with the Phillies. When I worked in minor league baseball, he was with uh, the Gwinnett Braves, Triple A Braves team in 20, it's either 2014 or 15. And, um, having interactions with those guys, going on like community appearances and and having the opportunity to go in the locker room. I think Goslin's just a guy that's very comfortable in his role. Um, obviously, you strive to be a, a big league guy, be an everyday player, um, but he's somebody that can settle into a role really nicely, and I think that he's confident in, in playing a lot of different positions. And, and yeah, like you said, anybody who can consistently hit uh, will definitely be a bench option for the Phillies. I know Matt Klentak, uh mentioned the possibility of Nick Williams getting some more opportunities, and you know me, I'm a big Nick Williams stan. Uh, I don't think him and Gabe Kapler really saw eye-to-eye throughout his time in Philadelphia, but we're just going to have to see. And again, I like the Gosselin addition, and I think it certainly gives them a lot of options when it comes to uh, the bench, especially if they need depth in the infield or the outfield, because he can play both positions.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm more on Gabe Kapler's side. You just saw in that Athletic article um, where he said he wished he could have just told Nick Williams he wasn't very good at baseball, and that's why he wasn't playing, which I thought was pretty hilarious that he would, he would just go out and say that. I, I still can't believe he went out and said it, but that's kind of my stance on on the Nick Williams thing.
0: The only thing I will say about that is that Nick Williams could have easily come back and said, "Well, you're not a very good baseball manager." He, and I would have been okay with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he'll say it, you know, maybe he'll say it at some point this year. Certainly but, a guy
0: you want to see more growth from though. Yeah, you know, for we sure. Saw during his rookie year, so if he gets opportunity great, if not then maybe he needs a change of scenery somewhere.
1: Yeah, I I doubt that he's really in the bench plans for this season. I know Clintac said that, but he i I don't really it I think it's more likely he's somewhere else than he is uh, you know, on the Phillies um, active roster this season. but yeah, I agree. there are there are a lot of question marks still with this bench i I think that they need to they need to make moves like they did today though, with Goslin and try to just take some flyers on people and see what can happen. I You saw that a little bit last season when they picked up Goslin, They picked up guys like Sean Rodriguez, people like that, and they, they mixed them and matched them between major leagues and AAA a couple times throughout the season. So I think, like I said, I like the Goslin move for the bench and, you know, they're going to see what they can get out of him again next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, an- another move that the Phillies made today was, well, the Rule 5 draft was today. So the Phillies had an opportunity to take um, an infield prospect from the Cubs. Uh, Brandon, why don't you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, so they had, I think it was the 15th pick, and they picked a Triple A shortstop, V. Mael Machine, pretty much one of the best names that I've heard in recent uh uh, years next to like Brooks Pounders and and, and guys like that um, had had a pretty solid year between Double A AA and Triple A for the Cubs. Uh, hit over 310, I believe, at the AAA level, and in a little less than 20 games, hit 287 at Double A. So uh, I thought it was funny that somebody tweeted at me after I mentioned it that he automatically became the Phillies' best shortstop prospect. I guess they don't know about Bryson Stott, but
1: or uh, even or even Luis Garcia. What?
0: Yeah, Luis Garcia too. But uh, you know, I, I love the Rule Five Draft. We all know that it's brought us guys like uh, Shane Victorino, Odubel Herrera before his incident, Tyler Goodell in earlier, Yeah, Tyler Goodell. Um, Ender Inciarte,
1: who, Ciarte, who yeah. didn't actually play a game for the Phillies, but ended up being a good major leaguer.
0: Yes. And uh, so, yeah, they end up trading the machine to Oakland for cash money. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really difficult to get really excited for a guy with a name like that just to have your heart ripped out and have him <laughs> immediately shipped to, to Oakland, where hopefully he'll get an opportunity to uh, suit up for Billy Bean.
1: Yeah, I I didn't see if it—was it just straight cash or was it international bonus money? It was cash. It was just straight cash money. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. You, you wish that they would have at least gotten the, more of an opportunity to make some signings rather than just put some money in the organization's pocket. But nonetheless, this guy was probably never going to make much of a difference for the team and, you know— Maybe they put this money towards something important rather than just passing on, on the pick uh, altogether.
0: Yeah, maybe they use it to pay some of the tax this year or next year. Who knows?
1: Yeah, that would that would be nice because, you know, as is, they are probably not a division winner and going over the luxury tax would improve their chances of that. I still think if certain things go right, they could be a playoff team, but it is definitely not looking very likely at this point.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's like going into last year, we're going to have to rely a little bit on some starting rotation guys to, to bounce back. Need a big year from Arrieta, and I think we're going to see Eflin, Pavetta, and Velazquez all get opportunities, which is, you know, semi-vomit-inducing to say, but you hope under. Uh, brian price that they're able to unlock the potential that we see in them when they have good games so um hopefully we start to see their player development turn around a little bit uh because we haven't seen a whole lot of positives from that in previous years so with the new coaching staff and everything hopefully that injects a little bit of a different outlook for these guys even at the big league level moving forward whether it be pitching or uh young players on the roster
1: yeah, and kind of g- going off that a little bit, um, everything that seemed to go wrong, that could have gone wrong last season, seemed to go wrong, and they still won 81 games. So, you know, maybe if, if things go right this season, the Phillies can turn themselves into a playoff team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's definitely possible. Uh, you got to see what the Nationals are going to do without Rendon. Uh, that'll be interesting to watch. And the Braves are going to be good again with all their young talent. So hopefully it'll be a little tighter of a division race, but I'm excited to see the the new additions and um, hopefully see Alec Boehm and and some other guys come up and make an impact on this team in 2020 and hopefully further up than that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So that'll pretty much do it for this bonus episode of the Phillies Nation podcast. Like we said, to wrap it up, The Phillies got their right-handed Greg Dobbs back after an outstanding 2019 from him. Uh, I want to thank you, Brandon, for hopping on to this episode with me. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find your work and, and follow you on social media?
0: Uh, yeah, they can follow me on social media at BAPTER23, 23, B-A-P-T-E-R-2-3. 23. Uh, I host a Philadelphia 76ers podcast called Garbage Into Gold. You can follow that on Twitter at Garbage Into Gold. It's available on all podcast platforms, too. And I also have a Business of Minor League Baseball podcast. Just at after hours pod on Twitter where I talk to different front office executives from around minor league baseball. So thanks for the opportunity to come on, Ty. And I hope I get to uh, do so again in the future.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks again. Uh, Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next week or maybe earlier if the Phillies make another move. But we'll talk to you later.
0: You can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.